pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. We are going live. Afternoon on this snowy Thursday, folks. The flurries are in the air. Lent has arrived. We are still mourning the death of El Rushbo. It was just 24 hours ago that we learned that Rush has left us. And we're going to continue. But I am going to bring you up to speed with everything going on. Folks, again, good afternoon. It's Sean DePietro. Now, the snow is going to be a long storm. Right now, it is, uh, what time is it? 12.07, right? Yes. Twelve. Actually, strike that. It's 12.08 in the Ocean State. It's Sean DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. By the way, we broke a story on DePietro.com, which uh, my phone is already going crazy about. And that is that a Block Island official, da-da-da, one has found a photo of him. He is like the town council person in Block Island, but instead they call it first warden. And Andrew Boudreaux decided to go in blackface. That is exactly right. What a story, folks. Now, not only that, not only is he in blackface, there he is. That's what he looks like normally when he's not being politically incorrect. This is what he decides to go in around on. Uh, There is his uh, nice photo. He went with the big afro. But on top of that, let's just see on DePetro.com. Let's see if you scroll down and recognize who he's with in that photo. Wait a minute. He's with President Biden in that picture. And let's go a little bit lower in this. Who's the person that Mr. Blackface is in? Oh, wait, that would be Queena. That would be Gina Raimondo, Governor Raimondo. My goodness. Folks, how about that? There they are. Uh, so you can read the story, and uh, Black Lives Matter is commenting, and everyone is commenting. And so uh, this, I'll tell you how far this is blowing up. Now, the White House has not reacted yet. Juan has done it again, folks. Again, you can read it and see the photos. We just broke it this morning. Juan never sleeps on DePetro.com. I've already received uh, an email from a reporter from Breitbart that wants to know more about the story because... I believe that Mr. Blackface from Block Island, or at least he is in this photo, there he is. I'm holding it up to everybody on Facebook Live. Folks, please share it. Please share the story on the website, tobetro.com. Because not only is he the new town councilor, and he is first warden-elect Andrew Boudreau, but on top of that, not only does he have a picture with... President Biden, gee, I wonder what first uh, Vice President Kamala Harris thinks about the photo of him. But on top of that, Breitbart said, well, wait a minute. That looks like the new incoming Commerce Secretary that Mr. Blackface is in. Whoa. So, folks, there you have it. Juan has done it again. I placed two calls to him. He knows I'm going with the story. We have it confirmed. There it is. And it is uh, really starting to rocket. Uh, You can read all about it at dipetro.com so all right now remember it is snowing out and so what you want to do uh if there's an accident call west front motor body 401-272-3340 401-272-3340 west fountain auto body the original the best since 1927 now with all this snow it's going to snow all afternoon it's going to snow this evening and then it's going to also snow um Overnight and then even tomorrow. So there are definitely going to be accidents depending on where you are will affect snow total. But if you're in an accident, four words, ready? West Fountain Auto Body, 272-3340, 401-272-3340. You know, you could almost do the phone number the way President Trump does YMCA, 272-3340. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them. If you're in an accident, someone you know is in an accident, family member, friend, folks, let's call them. Kenny's the real deal. Remember, he uh, repaired my vehicle when the protesters destroyed it this past summer. Call West Fountain Auto Body today. So, folks, yesterday, again, right now, it's 12-12. Now, coming up at 1 o'clock, this is a disgrace that not only is Governor Amundo not going to be up on the stage, not only is Governor Amundo... Um, oh, I see. 
Oh, are they going after DePetro.com? <laughs> Uh-oh. Google doesn't like the blackface photo? You're kidding me. Why? What, what? That's a news story. I hope they don't take it down. Hey, share it before they take it down. Boy, is this ridiculous? Let me just double check. Now, it was up. Don't tell me they're taking it. Nope, it's still up now. I don't know if they're going to try to take it down. Try to take it down. Folks, make sure you share it before they take it down. I know different people um, sometimes send that to me. You know, share this before Facebook takes it down. Now, see, already, why is I'm, I'm getting flagged that it's inappropriate to have it? I'm not the one that posed in blackface. I'm not the first word. Let me just be very clear. I want to clear this up once and for all. I'm not the first warden-elect on Block Island. No, that would be Andre Boudreau. You know, the same guy that's in the picture. Let's just make sure we know who he is. That's him in the black face, as if that's ever acceptable. Um, and then, um, and then that's him with President Biden. And then Mr. Blackface. And then there he is with, oh, the incoming Commerce Secretary. My goodness. The question is, did they know that he has a propensity to, um, do they know that he has, he has a propensity to sometimes uh, go in blackface at different times? I don't know the answer to that question. I think it's a fair question. I think it's a very fair question. But did they know that he has this propensity as the first warden to to go around in blackface. You know, that is one thing. No one will ever find a photo of me in in blackface. I, You know, they can come after me, which they do on a lot of different things. But that's not one of them. I've never done that. I don't get it um, for, for different reasons. I just never found that to be funny. But some people, obviously, the first warden-elect, he does. So that story is uh, definitely taking off. Now, they better not take it down. Here's Google now. Policy violation. Oh, my God. Why? Why is that? How about when they had uh, the, the Governor Northam of Virginia, right? He never even identified which one he was, which person he was in the photo. Whether there was a person in blackface and there was a person in the Klan. I'm getting flagged on this. This is insanity. I'm getting flagged left and right. You know, if this were... I'm willing to bet that this guy's a Democrat. I, I mean, I don't know. But, well, look who he's posing with. So, but I'm willing to bet. Uh, overview, recent related activity, violations. Oh, here we go. For what? New violations were detected. Why? That, no, I'm not. I'm not taking it down. Wrong. Why? Why would I take it down? There's nothing obscene about it. Where does this harassment end? Oh. All right. Well, coming up at one o'clock is going to be the COVID briefing. You know who's not going to be at the COVID briefing? Folks, right now, and again, it's John DePietro, on maybe wherever you can hear my voice, on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is uh, DePietro.com. Just click listen live. And while you're there, I would look at it now as I'm now under attack once again from uh, different social media platforms. Don't tell me they're going after are they going after why? Because I I shared it on um, I because I shared it on on uh, on, on 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 Facebook. That, what, why? What what is obscene about that? I don't use foul language. This is insanity that you can't hear this type of stuff. They're always protecting themselves. I can't stand it. Um. Folks, as always, the rest of the media is then chasing him, right? Do you really think any of the other talk hosts are going to break a story like that? But we're having a little bit of a uh, technical. Oh, okay, there we go. I thought we were uh, stammering. I thought we had a little bit of a technical problem with the radio. But anyhow, all right. Now, today, this is, I'll tell you what's ridiculous. What's ridiculous is the fact that you have Governor Raimondo. She's still the governor, hasn't resigned. Excuse me. And you have Lieutenant Governor Dan McKee and incoming governor. And neither one of them are going to be at the briefing. Is it any wonder why that the New York Times has Rhode Island? We are ranked 50th in the country for the vaccine distribution. This is an embarrassment. This is a disgrace. Neither governor will be at the health department COVID briefing. Now, 
Uh, and for those on Facebook Live, you can see that is uh, a picture. That's Veterans Auditorium. Neither governor, Kathy Gregg, will be on the stage for the COVID briefing. Nope, not the one in the state's highest office or the one in the wings. Th- this is unacceptable. I understand why he doesn't want to be because the Raimondo people are being difficult with him. They're not giving him information. Governor Raimondo is totally dropped out of sight. She is really... I'm sure she feels, listen, I'll make it up to the people of Rhode Island once she's Commerce Secretary. But she was on Facebook um, Tuesday or yesterday and then trying to say that everything was going fine. And, you know, this whole business of, well, we're doing a targeted vaccination. Hey, no, you know, no blank, Sherlock. Everyone's doing a targeted. Yeah, no kidding. Who isn't? Who isn't doing targeted? No ex- official explanation why Governor McKeaton, now Lieutenant Governor McKeaton, now they're saying he has something else going on. But it's obviously um, this whole business with Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott. So now they're going to have, see, what, what they're upset about, that now they're going to have um, General Callahan on the stage. Yeah, because everyone wants to know what the National Guard is up to. They're upset because he said, well, he's going to reach out to Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont and then leaders at Harvard University. But that's really not what it is. It says when he hasn't been given all the information, including a heads up about the reassignment of Department of Education Chief of Staff Tom McCarthy to a new. This is Kathy Gregg now of the Projo new role as executive director COVID response at the State Department of Health. The assignment was announced internally. McKee was not consulted. And found out after the fact. So obviously, uh, Lieutenant Governor McKee was not involved with the decision. So they're upset about that and the fact that the Raimondo people keep appointing people to different positions. So one thing I know is is the state can't afford to have this high drama, that everything that, that is going on right now. Now, here's another one. Rhode Island is getting the worst of both worlds. The New York Times starting to notice. Mayor Laws are closed down the parks last spring. Uh, I don't recall him closing them in only three zip codes. The city's not opening it. How about the fact right now at, um, what time is it? At 1219, if you are, uh, or actually it's 1220, if you're a resident of Central Falls and you're, actually, you don't even have to be. If you just go to Central Falls, you can get the vaccine. Providence and Central Falls can just get the vaccine. How is that fair? How is that any type of, of um, how is that any type of program? You know, Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott likes to say, well, this is about equity and this is about, you know, we can't have boundaries and we must embrace uh, diversity. And this is about equity. And does anyone have any idea what she's talking about? I, I don't think she stays. I think she's one of I think McKee, maybe not. You know, Dan McGowan said yesterday he doesn't think right away, but Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott, she is, and I don't mean this to be insulting, but she is the type, let's face it, she shouldn't be leading the briefing. She is the type, you ask her what time it is, and she tells you how to build a clock. Now, everyone is jumping on the whole situation with where uh, Rhode Island is right now. I just want to remind everyone that last week, One person brought up the New York Times. One person brought it up. Do you want to take a guess? As some of these other people were shouting these different, how about the person shouting, what about Salve? What about Salve? There are a bunch of college kids. Who fed you that question? See, no one feeds me the question. I'm there. I ask the question. So I'm patient and I'm letting everyone, some of the showboaters and so forth. And then Juan gets his chance. And to me, it's very obvious Am I the only one that reads an out-of-town newspaper? The New York Times had us ranked 50th. So let's rewind the tape. Last Thursday, Veterans Auditorium, COVID briefing. Juan, I am in my normal seat, right side of the stage. Stage right, of course, because it's the right one. But um, no, I'm like, I'm going to ask someone who maybe is going to give me an answer. I know Dr. Scott will not give me an answer. She won't. She doesn't answer anything. She doesn't answer anything. You know, I think I have the sound from from the week before when they started saying, oh, we're going to give the vaccine to Central Falls. I said, excuse me, during the summertime, 
When you were saying, oh, no, Central Falls must be treated the same as Jamestown. Jamestown had less than five cases. Central Falls had the highest in the nation. And what did Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott say? Well, you know, it's not fair. And this is about equity. And this is about inclusion. And this is about diversity. Does anyone have any idea what the hell she's talking about? So I said, well, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean they're getting the vaccine first? Well, it's very bad there. We're not going to treat them the same as everyone else. You know, in Central Falls, where there's 60% of the residents are in the country illegally. They're not even citizens of the United States. She said, well, no, we, we have to give them the vaccine first. I said, shouldn't we give the vaccine? I'm going to go out on a limb. Shouldn't we give the vaccine to, like, I don't know, American citizens first? Oh, no, no, no. This is about equity. This is about inclusion. This is about diversity. Mr. DePietro, you have to look past your white privilege. And again, I circle back to, if you want to do that, again, I have no power over it. But I come back to, why were you treating them? Central Falls was treated the same as Block Island. Central Falls was treated the same as Jamestown. Both had less than five cases. Central Falls, at one point, was the largest outbreak percentage in the world. And what were we told? No, everyone must be treated the same. Oh, so is everyone going to receive the vaccine at the same time? Oh, no, no, no. People at Central Falls go to the line first. I mean, what was what is this? But last week, McKee, I figured maybe I'll take a shot. He's new. Maybe he'll actually answer my question. And they got a little disturbed. I said, excuse me, I want to talk to the incoming governor. Okay? So he makes his way to the microphone, and that's, here's how the question went. Governor, Rhode Island has logged, lagged other states Lag. in delivering the COVID shots through Monday. We had the fourth lowest share of population vaccinated, 8%, according to the New York Times. We were dead last, dead last. among states in percentage of vaccine doses used. Dead last. Governor Armando the other day mentioned that there were some kinks in dealing with CVS and Walgreens. Yep. Um, Good question. Terms, are you familiar with what those kinks are? And if you could explain Not the bands. What's being done directly? Not Ray Davies. Yeah, so there's national um, agreements in terms of the way that the pharmacies are working and that the states that have, um, you know, made arrangements with the pharmacies, which Rhode Island was one, are lagging. But I don't, but I see that the work that's being done now uh, is going to accelerate that. And just like the testing when the testing was lagging and the state organized and then launched it, now we're number one in testing. Supposedly. Does anybody really believe this stuff? The state sites and then working directly. Stop the tape just for a moment. You know, this whole business, does anyone really believe? Well, maybe because of CVS, we were for a period of time number one with the whole Twin River thing at CVS. Maybe that. But remember, we, we, oh, we were number one in distance learning. Do you know the Providence kids have fallen even farther behind? As if it was even possible. I didn't think it was possible. The Providence students, again, I feel terrible for them. Uh, But there's no one that's stepping in to help them. No one on the Democrat side. Certainly not Biden. Forget about it. He's the the teachers union, you know, making, telling him what's up. Zero. So, but I I can't stand, like, last week, Dr. Nicole Alexander-Scott comes out, and it's a rah-rah, and hooray, and I want to thank all these people, and do an unbelievable job. We are dead last in the blanking country, smallest state. All right, it continues. Now, and I also want to say this about uh, incoming Governor McKee. I, I plan to be very fair with the guy. I don't know him. Obviously, listen, I like Policina. He's very friendly with Policina. I like the mayor of North Providence, Charlie Lombardi. He's very friendly with him. As we all know, he supposedly, Pork Boy announces he's very tight with him. You know, someone told me that Pork Boy, Dan Pork, actually announced he played golf 50 times with incoming Governor McKee. I, I, you know, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've played golf 50 times with anyone. Um, but anyhow, you know, I'm almost willing to overlook his, his, uh, Lack of judgment in befriending someone like a pork boy. I'm going to say that maybe, you know, they're both in Cumberland and that whole thing. But um, I, I'm willing to give the benefit of the doubt because I do like Policino and I do like um, Lombardi. So, all right, it continues. This again, notice, I was the only one brought up the whole New York Times thing. That 
those figures are going to change very dramatically and very quickly. Governor also, uh, Governor Mundo mentioned she contacted a CVS executive over right. the weekend. W were you aware that it had reached that point? Had you thought of injecting yourself, or is this still your, your restraint from doing that because of the current situation? Yeah, the governor and let me just stop this here for a moment. I want to explain, for I wasn't trying to give him a hard time. I'm just saying this is how dramatically bad the vaccine has gone. And I used the phrase last week that the Rhode Island vaccine rollout has been an unmitigated disaster. Now, I don't know enough of who's at fault. Somebody's at fault. I don't know if it's Raimundo. They seem like they want to blame CVS and Walgreens. But somebody, somebody should be held accountable. But what I was trying to say to him is for the governor of the state to have to pick up the phone on a Sunday night and call an executive at CVS because it's going that poorly. I wasn't trying to... I didn't know if he would say, hey, I knew about that. I wanted to call, but I, I still can't because it's it's like I'm still on the bench. So they, they're showing me the playbook now, but they still fully won't let me in the game. Uh, he says that they were also reaching out. I, I don't I act I'm, I don't know what to make of that, because to me, I don't think Ramundo and her crew would let him reach out in any way and inform me that that contact was going to be made and i also informed her that we were going through our channels nationally to do the same thing that rhode island will move from being dead last dead last percentage of vaccines used i think the plans that we have in place right now bringing the municipalities in you know setting up the state sites and like starting at the duncan duncan donor center and then along with the pharmacies i think that you're going to see a rapid increase and also remember we we, we, we vaccinated certain specific types of, of individuals, and now when we're rolling into the age groups, you're going to see that that's going to flow pretty quickly. Yeah, everybody's doing that. No offense, no offense, but everybody is doing that. Uh, really nothing new there. Again, that is incoming Governor McKee. But folks, this is bad. We're talking about life and death. We're talking about a pandemic. Um, and now they're doing kind of tit for tat. They're not giving him information, so he's finding out about things secondhand. She's putting people in positions that now he's going to have to inherit. Most of the time, I've been in situations where someone's going to leave a job, and and they say to the person who's in a position of authority, you, you can't hire anyone and you can't fire anyone. We're going to let you finish this job, but you're not bringing anyone in, and you're not settling scores on the way out. So she obviously didn't get the memo. So he gets upset. That Ramundo appoints someone, and so he puts out um, a statement saying he's not happy with the way things are going with the Ramundo administration. And she jumps on the Facebook Live and is trying to act like everything's great. Or I don't know exactly what's going on behind the scenes, but th there's nothing productive about this. And whether it's Governor Ramundo or her staff. Here's the thing that you need to know. And again, folks, good afternoon at 1230. It's Juan. It's John DePietro on AM 1380. Or try that 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Remember, visit the website and um, and check out. I hope Google does not take down my my story. Nope, still up. Good. Black Block Island official in blackface. I almost put Black Island. No, it's Block Island. He is, um, there he is. First warden. And apparently there's also a picture with this guy. So he's like the town council manager. There he is with uh, President Biden. And there he is with soon to be commerce secretary. Mr. Blackface is with uh, Secretary Raimondo, soon to be. So um, and I know behind underneath them is our friend, brother Gary from Black Lives Matter. And Black Lives Matter is very upset about what's going on there. So we have someone who's holding office, basically running Block Island, and he's decided, hey, wouldn't it be fun to walk around the island in blackface? You know, I got to admit, that's, I, I don't know what to make of it. You don't hear a lot of that. I, I have to admit, I haven't heard a lot of people making that type of statement, like, wouldn't it be fun to go around Block Island in blackface? It, I would think you'd want to think twice about that. That's me. I don't know this individual. I've left several messages for him. Uh, wanted to give a chance to clarify, give it context. I think that's fair. Send me something. Nothing. Folks, I want to remind you, now listen. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Call Coogie today. 
401-732-6562. R.E. Coogan Heating online at recooganheating.com. You can also find them on Facebook. Plumbing, heating, and cooling. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Remember, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. If you're having a problem with your heating system or maybe a plumbing situation, call R.E. Coogan and Heating today. Call Coogie, 401 401- 732-6562. The guy is just the greatest. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Now, folks, I also want to mention on the website, and um, I will, uh, after this afternoon, get back to this report of the Washington Post that wants more information on this Black Island story, because there is Mr. Blackface in a picture with President Biden and <laughs> Governor Raimondo. So we'll, this story could break nationally. We'll see. I'll also um, alert my friends at Newsmax. What a week this has been. I started off the week talking with the Tucker Carlson people, and then I was on Newsmax twice. Um, but I want to remind you, at the website, depetro.com, you need to relax. Contact Relax Souls. Lisa Wood, Reflexology. Call or text her at 401-742-6621. Relax Souls, S-O-L-E-S. Application of pressure areas on the feet or the hands. Reflexology. Now, it's different from massage because it works inside out. Reflexology, there's a direct link right on the website to Petro.com. So if you're listening right now and you're saying, you know, Juan, I am a little stressed out or my back hurts or you have aches and pains, contact her. And all you have to do is go on the website. You'll find uh, relaxed, um, relaxed souls, S-O-L-E-S, healing from inside out, boost the immune function, face, ear, hands and feet, reflexology. And Lisa Wood. So, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Now, coming up at 1 o'clock is going to be the, the daily COVID briefing. And what's uh, odd about what's coming up at 1 o'clock is there's not going to be um, a governor on stage. Now, the Providence Journal is reporting people younger than 75 report receiving vaccine at the dunk site. I don't know what is going on with that. And I also don't know this whole business about why they even choose the Dunkin' Donuts Center. I mean, it's not convenient. There's no free parking. Uh, No one wants to go downtown Providence because it's not safe and all the degenerates. And I don't know why they even picked that. Rhode Island should either be it should either be Lincoln Mall or Warwick Mall or somewhere over there or Midland Mall. Uh, uh, well, I like that. Uh, Dr. Ja told lawmakers last night, a common theme in successful state vaccination program is a strong central coordination with a single voice from the governor's office. You know, the vaccine situation, it, it is. It is it is a mess. It is inexcusable. Folks, we're the smallest state, as I've said. Rhode Island should be number one. And then other people should say, well, they don't count because they're the smallest state. So, of course, they're, they're number one in the vaccine, right, with vaccinating their residents. That's what it should be. But instead, we are dead last. Let me also see this. Governor Mundo, Ted Nisi, told Kim Kalunian last week she's not going to the briefings because she wanted to let Dan McKee have the spotlight during the transition. And McKee doesn't want it, though then Raimondo's rationale makes little sense unless it's not the real rationale. That is a very, very good point. Um, how about the fact Connecticut is number one? And by the way, Ted Nisio also put out, yesterday morning, it seemed like Rhode Island and Mass, Massachusetts were getting their acts together in the vaccines. This morning, Rhode Island can't even get one of its multiple governors to go to a briefing, and Mass can't even keep its registration website online. So now people are joking, the governor of Connecticut needs to jump in so and it does uh there's no excuse for this folks this is i mean i i know people are going to say it's politics but this is um i mean this is this is there should be no politics you're talking about public safety none so neither uh incoming governor mckee or governor mundo and that is true Governor Mundo said, well, I want to give him a chance to shine. You know, I'll tell you exactly. And I, I've said before, what it really is, is the fact that uh, Governor Mundo is is aligned with 
General Treasurer Seth Magazino, which, by the way, I don't understand that guy talking. Why is he even talking about the vaccine? Seth Magazino, the general treasurer, she's aligned with him. They did not want to give McKee a higher platform because of the race for governor, you know, in 2022. So that's what that's really all about. But it's at the, you know, the detriment to the the people of Rhode Island. Folks, good afternoon at 1237. It's John Petro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. I want to remind you, now looks, look, you know, snow is in the air. Why not stock up? It's still just some flurries right now, but you get over to Ron's Pastry Gourmet, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Ron and Melissa, delicious Trump chocolate donuts, cupcakes, pastry, cannolis, Ron's Pastry Gourmet, 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence, right next to AAA in Providence. You can also find them on Facebook, right off of Silver Spring Street. It's Ron's Pastry Gourmet. So this is high drama that is playing out between Governor Mundo and incoming Governor Dan McKee. And there's really no excuse for it. Uh, None. This should not be going on. Uh, Someone should be there. And I I think like like many of you, um, I also want to once again, I I talked about him last hour, but I am, um, folks, the the whole thing with Rush is just so upsetting. And uh, Rush, Rush Limbaugh, Rush changed politics. Rush changed the media. Trust Rush, what Rush Limbaugh, Rush was the number one radio person of all time. Rush was an incredible communicator. He was a visionary. What he was able to do and accomplish and finally showed people the uh, bias and the hypocrisy with the, he even called it, right? The uh, the drive-bys, he used to call it. So the mainstream media and the bias. I loved, you know, I remember when President Bush, uh, 41, laid into Dan Rather really laid into Dan Rather. That and, and that was from people like Rush and Roger Ailes telling him to really stick it to really stick it to Rather. Like stop being a punching bag. So it's about time and showed that that you know you didn't have to just uh roll over for them and you didn't have to take it that way. The way that it was just so biased with the way that they would conduct these interviews. And and that was tremendous when, you know, uh, oh, here we go. This is uh, just a little flashback. Just because this was really Rush telling President Bush to punch back on him. The president fired him. Why is Mr. Gregg still inside the White House and still a trusted advisor? Because I have confidence in him. And because this matter, Dan, as you well know, and your editors know, has been looked at by the $10 million study by the Senate and the House. It's been looked at by the Tower Commission. The Rodriguez testimony that you put on here, I just think it's outrageous because he was totally vindicated, swore under oath that he never talked to me about the Contras. And yet this report you're making, which you told me or your people did, you have a Mr. Cohen that works for you, was going to be a political profile. Now, if this is a political profile for an election, uh, I have a very different opinion as to what one should be. But Don Gregg works for me because I don't think he's done anything wrong. And I think if he had this exhaustive examination that went into, was gone into by the Senate and by the House, would have showed it. And you've impugned the, uh, my integrity by suggesting with one of your little boards here that I didn't tell the truth about what, what uh, Felix Rodriguez. You didn't accuse me of it, but you made that suggestion. And other people were in the meeting, including Mr. Nick Brady, and he has said that my version is correct. And so I find this to be a rehash and a little bit, if you'll excuse me, a misrepresentation yep. on the part of CBS who said you're doing political profiles on all the candidates and then you come up with something that has been exhaustively looked into. Mr. Vice President, what we agreed to or didn't agree to, I think you will agree for the moment, can be dealt with in another way. Let's talk about the record. You say that we've Let's misrepresented your record. record. Let's talk about the record. If we've yeah. misrepresented your record in any way, here's a chance to set it straight. Right. Now, I just set it straight on one count because you implied from that 
uh, little thing, I, I have a little monitor sitting on the side here, that I didn't tell the truth. Now, this has all been looked into. This where, is where do we imply that, Mr. Vice President? Well, just here on this board where you had the idea that Bush says that he uh, didn't tell... Uh, uh, didn't tell, uh, the contra didn't hear about the contra supply from Felix Rodriguez. Mr. Felix Vice Rodriguez testified under oath. He has been public, and you could have at least run a little picture of him saying that I never told the vice president about the contras. I'm asking for fair play, and I thought I was here to talk about my views on education or on getting his deficit down. Well, Mr. Vice President, yes. we want to talk about the record well, on this because it, well, let's talk the, about the, the framework here is, is that one third of one third of the Republicans in this poll, yeah. one third of the Republicans. And, and one-fourth of the people who say that, you know, they rather like you, believe you're hiding something. Now, if you are, here's, hiding a, here's a chance to get it out. You know what I'm hiding? What I told the president. That's the only thing. And I've answered every question put before me. Now, if you have a question, what I is I do it? have one. Please. I, I have one. Please find You have said that if you had known, you said that if you had known this was an arms for hostages yes. swap, that you would have opposed it. You also said exactly. that, that you did me, not know ask, that May you, I answer that? That the wasn't right a question. It was yes, a statement. It was a statement. Let me ask the question, if I may, first. The president created this program, has testified or stated publicly he did not think it was arms for hostages. And that's it was only president, later that, president. and that's me, because well, I went along with it. Because you know why, Dan? Because I that wasn't the question, Mr. Vice Mr. Mr. Buckley, uh, heard about Mr. Buckley being tortured to death, later admitted as the CIA chief. So if I heard, I heard on the side of trying to get those hostages out of there. Mr. Vice the President, you set the, you set the, the rules Congress. for this, this talk. I didn't mean to step on your line there. But you insisted that this be live, and you know exactly. that we have a limited amount of time. I, that's why I want to get now, my share in here the on something other than what you want to talk the president about. The wow. President has spoken for himself. I'm asking you to speak for Please. yourself, which you have not been willing to do in the past. Well, if, sure. if I may suggest it, that this is what leads people to say, quote, either George Bush was irrelevant, or he was ineffective. He said himself he was out of the loop. Now, let me give you an now, example. You said ask a question. Loop. May I explain out of the loop? No operational role. Go ahead. Now, you've said that if you'd known it was an arms for hostage swap, you would have opposed it. You said the first you knew it was an arms for hostage swap was in December of 1986. When correct? the whole thing became briefed to me by Senator Durenberger. Exactly. And the proximity of arms to hostages much closer. But, Mr. Than Vice President, you went to Israel in July of 1986. Yes. And a member of your own staff, Mr. Craig Fuller, has verified, and so did the only other man there, Mr. Nir, Mr. Emeron Nir, who's the Israeli's top anti-terrorist man. Yes. Those two men were in a meeting with you and Mr. Nir not once, but three times, three times underscored with you that this was a straight-out arms for hostage What they swap. were doing. Now, Read how, the do memo. You, how do you reconcile? they to, were doing. How can you reconcile that you were there, Mr. Nir, underscored three separate occasions that it was an arms for hostage swap and told you were dealing with the most radical element? in Iran. You were dealing straight away with the Ayatollah Khomeini. told what they were doing and not what we were doing. And that's the big difference. And Dan, I expressed my concerns and reservations about that. That has been testified to under oath by uh, Mr. Poindexter. And it's been confirmed that I had reservations and spoke up by Don Regan. In fact, he said the other day that I expressed him to the president. That's I don't discuss what I talked to the president because there's a principle in Biden. Nothing to do with Iran-Contra. It's the principle of confidentiality but between Mr. the president Mr. and Vice the vice president. president. Mr. Vice President, yes. the president himself has said he wants all the facts out. He gave up such things, even his own diary. Every principle, including Secretary Schultz, diary. he diary gave up some of it. Well, Dan, let's be careful here because you're yes, sir, I want you to be careful, Mr. Vice President, because I will the problem be careful, but I want the to problem here is that out. you repeatedly said in the meetings, you said in a meeting in which Secretary Schultz, in the most forceful way, registered his objections, and I then you said you never heard anybody register objections. If it was the most forceful way, I've heard George Schultz be, be uh, very, very forceful. And if I were there and he was very, very forceful at that meeting, I would have remembered that. I don't remember that. Then and how do you explain you I'm can't saying, remember the other people at the meeting say he was apoplectic? Maybe I wasn't there at that point. You weren't, the, you weren't in the I'm meeting? I'm not suggesting. I'm just saying I don't remember it. I don't want to be argumentative, Mr. Vice President. You do, Dan. <laughs> no, this is not a no, great sir, night because I want to talk about why I want to be president, why those 41% of the people are supporting me. And, and Mr. I Vice don't President, think it's these fair to judge a whole career... It's not fair to Listen judge to my whole career by a rehash on Iran. How would you like it if Listen I judge your career by those seven minutes when you walked off the set in New York? Oh. Now, would you like that? Uh, Mr. I Vice have President, respect for you, but I don't have respect for wow. what you're here tonight. Mr. Vice President, I think you'll agree 
that your qualification for president, what kind of leadership you bring to the country? That was, uh, folks, I know it was a flashback, and I know it seemed maybe it went on a little long there. But that was um, President Bush, who, who it still, you know, he was, a, he was a great vice president of Ronald Reagan. He was, um, he was a great president. And I believe that was, that was my, uh, from what I said, that was Rush Limbaugh and Roger Ailes in the background telling him to push back at just how biased Rather was, Dan Rather. So, and I know it went a little down into that, but it was just a nice flashback because I do remember I had a chance to meet President Bush. I posted a picture with him. He should have got a second term. If it wasn't for Ross Perot, he would have gotten a second term. Instead, we got Bill Clinton for eight years. But that was, um, my point is, at 1248 on this snowy Thursday, is Rush set the tone that it's time to punch back and don't take it anymore. And that's what that was all about. Now, folks, good afternoon. This portion of the program brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Remember what we say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, 401-710-7096. Let me ask you a question on this Thursday. We have the COVID briefing coming up at 1 o'clock. Call Ryan. Do you have an appliance in your home that's not working properly? Maybe it is your washing machine. Maybe it could be the dryer. Or maybe it's the stove or the oven or the refrigerator or the ice maker. Or maybe it's the garbage disposal or whatever it may be. If your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, 401-710-7096. He comes right out to your home. He's been in my home three times. He's coming again. Something broke in the uh, uh, the dishwasher and then something went wrong in the refrigerator. So anyhow, what did I do? Did I try to fix it? Let's not get ridiculous. No, I called Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor. Senior citizens, discounts are available and Saturday appointments are available. If you, uh, When your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401-710-7096. So the latest now at 1249 is, uh, well, obviously, um, you know, you're also seeing the horrendous behavior that is going on right now with the way that people are reacting to um the death of of El Rushbo really does. But um, I'm seeing, you know, the journal has this headline, frustrated McKee to sit out Thursday's COVID briefing. Governor Armando does not want to jeopardize her Commerce Secretary nomination in any way. And Lieutenant Governor McKee does not want to own a failed vaccine rollout that he had no part in as he runs for governor in 2022. I mean, this is... This is not good. You have healthy people, young, healthy people getting the vaccine. Uh, It should not be that difficult. It should not be that difficult to 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 roll out the vaccine. Other states are rolling it out and seemingly not having a problem. But clearly Rhode Island is, you know, that's I I just get tired of it. And we're going to carry the briefing coming up at one because it's important and the good news is it, it can only go up from here. We can only get better as far as our vaccine distribution. But what, what needs to be addressed is someone needs to be held accountable for how this whole thing has unraveled. And it has. Uh, just the fact, and, and I, I don't know enough about it. I don't know if it is CVS and Walgreens, in all fairness. I don't know if it is Dr. Scott. I don't know if it's got, I don't know who's directing that if you're 18 years, just 18 years old in Central Falls, you can go and get a vaccine. But if you're 75 and you live in Lincoln, you have to wait. That just, it's not fair. And someone, you notice right now, we don't have anyone calling out the fact that Mayor Alorza unveiled his legislation uh, program or agenda for the year, I should say. And one of the things that the mayor of Providence, who's running for governor, put down is once again that he wants illegals to be able to get a driver's license. And what I was stunned at is, you know, I didn't get one press release from 
anybody saying, no, that's a bad idea. We should fight it. I don't get it. Republican Party silent. No legislator said no way. I would think that's an easy one. I mean, to me, that's like a layup. If if I held elected office, if I won, if I were John DePietro, if I held, if I was like representative Juan or senator, state senator Juan, and I saw a press release from the mayor of Providence saying, and this year we want to make sure that if you live in Providence, you get a driver's license. Boom. Within 15 minutes, I have a press release out. No, I will fight it. Come on. Number one, they're not citizens. Number two, this is about voting. They want to give them ID so they can vote. I would have put it out. If for whatever reason, if they feel, well, we need to grow the tent and we get wrong. 74 million people voted for President Trump. And what was his signature issue? Build the wall. Mayor Laws puts out a, a press release. I want to give, if you live in Providence and you're an illegal, I want to give you a driver's license. Silent. How is that possible? I'll even go a step further. I'll reach out. Where's the Republican Party in Providence? I mean, I know they're not that big, but at least it's something. Some pushback. Something. Otherwise, the way they operate, they'll say, you know, we, we tossed that out, out there, that idea. And no one said anything. Folks, I want to remind you. Now, it's just flurries for now. The heavy snow is going to come down later. Stop in. You want to stay healthy during this pandemic. And see our friend Marie at It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 305-3585. 305-3585. Right across from Davenport Restaurant. Shop local. Stop at It's My Health, 1099 Mended Road, Cumberland. Vitamins, herbal remedies, local products like the incredible antioxidant, acai berry. Over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices. Hemp and CBD products, natural skincare products. It's my health because it's your health. 1099 Mended Road in Cumberland. Stop in and see the queen of health. It's Marie at It's My Health in Cumberland. Folks, now remember, we do have the big story up. An elected official who has a picture with President Biden, an elected official on Block Island. He's like the town council, but they call it first warden, who has a picture with Governor Raimondo. And then if you go to the website, Demetrio.com, there he is in blackface. Black Lives Matter. They're very upset. And you're going to follow more. You can read the story. Again, it's on the website, Demetrio.com. Don't forget, Demetrio.com, which is brought to you by Allstate Lock. Call them, 401-349-0042. All State Lock or online at allstatelock.com, but you can link through. Get security cameras. Folks, they're talking about trying to take your weapons from you. They're talking about defunding the police. When they talk about taking weapons and defunding the police, you say All State Lock. You say All State Lock. Get security cameras, 401 349 So it's a snowy Thursday. Again, coming up. At 1 o'clock, we're going to carry it live on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipetro.com. This is going to be a different type of COVID briefing because uh, not only is Governor Raimondo not going to be there, but there's, there's real friction now between Governor Raimondo and incoming Governor Dan McKee. And it seems like it's coming to a head. And now he is not going to attend the press briefing either. He's had it with Dr. Nicole Alexander-Scott. He's had it with Team Ramundo. He wants to make changes. Uh, there's, there's going to be changes. There have to be changes. He does not want to stand up there and play. The, and I give him credit for it, by the way. He does not want to play the rah-rah game of Dr. Scott gets up and it's just amazing. And we want to thank everyone. And what an incredible job everyone's been doing and patting themselves on the back. And it's just amazing the great work we've done, blah, blah, blah. And, and meanwhile, the New York Times ranks us fifth in the country a small estate for vaccine, giving out the vaccine. Hey, folks, don't forget about our friends at Brothers Disposal. Call Roland and Willie today. Now offering weekly trash collection services, by the way. Call Brothers. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517. 401-688-0517. Brothers Disposal, where you can get a purple roll-off dumpster or call for an estimate because they're doing weekly 
trash collection services. But I'll tell you what you can use Brothers Disposal for. You can look for them at Facebook. They have the purple dumpsters. It's purple and yellow, the Laker colors. Uh, but the dumpsters are purple. This is perfect for, as I like to say, get a dumpster in your driveway. You want to clean out some trash that's either in your you know, in your garage or in your attic, or your basement. Maybe you're doing a household construction project. Get a dumpster. Call Brothers Disposal today. Call Roland Willie, 401-688-0517. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal today. Well, folks, again, this should be interesting. The vaccine situation needs to change. Now, looking ahead, by the way, next week, Governor Mundo, our early next week, it is expected now that Governor Mundo will get a full Senate vote on her nomination to be Commerce Secretary. The person, by the way, that had a hold on her nomination, Texas Senator Ted Cruz, he's uh, a little bit of a jam because apparently he left town in the middle of uh, Texas losing power. So he had placed a hold on Governor Mundo's nomination. I I don't think he's going to stand up. So just looking forward to next week, it would certainly seem that early next week. Now, today is Thursday, February 18th. So sometime next week, either Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, but they should have a full Senate vote on some of the Biden confirmations, and one of them being a full Senate vote. Now, it already made its way out of committee, but there are two people in this area that are waiting for the full Senate vote confirmation. One is Boston Mayor Marty Walsh, and then the other person is Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo. Once the Senate approves both of them, you are immediately sworn in. Walsh, we have no reason to believe he's not going to be, will be sworn in as Secretary of Labor. And Governor Raimondo, Gina Raimondo, will be sworn in to be Secretary of Commerce. Once that happens, and you're sworn in very official by the Vice President, Kamala Harris, once that happens, she immediately is no longer the Governor of Rhode Island. And then incoming Governor Dan McKee needs to, he will then be sworn in. So you're really talking about today, tomorrow, then you have the weekend. So it's really ideally less than a week. I don't think the two teams can go much longer. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the one o'clock news. Coming up next hour, COVID briefing. Visit the website. You want to get in touch with me? Great. Go to the website, depetro.com. On the right-hand side, click on Contact John. It's uh, coming up. We're going to break for the one o'clock news. The COVID briefing is next. We'll see. It's either no governor or a governor or someone who wants to be governor. But we'll get the latest now on the vaccine. Again, it's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. So we're going to break for the one o'clock news. Come right back with this week's COVID briefing. Leave it right here right now. It's one o'clock.